I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. It's the National Equine Forum, and my next guest is Abigail Turnbull. She's the director of Richmond Equestrian Centre, and sadly, last year, they suffered with strangles. So she's going to be talking about our duty of care to the equine world and why we should be talking more openly about strangles and how she overcame it. Now, don't forget, it's Strangles Awareness Week from the 4th to the 10th of May. Abigail, how are you? Hello, hi, good, thank you. First of all, let's find out a little bit more about you. How long have you been running Richmond Equestrian Centre? We only bought Richmond in summer 2018. So we were cattle farmers originally. We lived about 20 minutes from here and it was a family farm. Basically, we came out of the family farm and bought Richmond, uh, moved in in July 2018. Oh my gosh, so you made the jump from cows yeah. to horses. That's yeah. that's pretty brave. <laughs> Yeah, cattle and arable. Did, did you have much? Ex- did you have much no. experience with um, horses? No, my husband's been a farmer. Uh, farming's been in his blood for years, so he knew we were kind of looking at. It was a bit run down when we got Richmond, and it needed a bit of TLC and the, the grassland and the barns and the, the yard and things like that. So we, um, yeah, <laughs> big project. I think the the positives though that I can see from that is that you've got heaps of business experience because you've been running a business and and the one thing when I think about um, strangles and and infectious diseases is I should imagine your husband has had to deal with all those with the cattle because there's there's tuberculosis and they need lots of vaccinations and things so did you did you know much about the infectious diseases when you took on the yard? We knew a little bit about strangles. Everybody kind of said you don't want it. <laughs> um, I don't think we realised how common it was because obviously it isn't a notifiable disease. So a lot of people mm-hmm. don't admit to having it. I think it has a stigma very much of, of being a dirty disease that you might find on a, a dirty yard or something. So we knew a little bit about it. And, it's, you know, when we came in here, we... We did a lot of renovation. We there was about 55, 60 livery clients here, and I think we went down to five. And we wow. renovated all the buildings and then slowly built it back up. There's probably more of a, it was probably a two star yard, and we probably reopened as a four or five star yard. So we thought we were doing, we'd never get strangled because we were, you know, doing everything as we thought 
as it should be and, and tidying everything up. Yeah, and clean not. i think that's yeah. that's the scary thing is that is that we initially think oh well, we're clean and if yeah. you get strangles then you must be dirty like yeah. you said but actually that's not the case it's not absolutely you know not. You, you can be doing everything that you're doing and i'm taking you you had great biosecurity yeah yeah good really good biosecurity um it was just even now when i think about it now how we got it I don't know, but it just proves how contagious it is. And um, and I think the fact that we didn't, well, we, we admitted to having it and everybody was shocked or a lot of people were shocked. Yeah. How did that make you feel seeing the negative reaction? Uh, disappointed, actually, because obviously we're not, my daughter's been riding probably all her life. So we knew it, we had parties at home, but we certainly weren't um, enthusiastic equestrians with a lot of knowledge. Um, but it was very disappointing some people, were, I was very shocked by some people's reaction. People that I thought were, who I probably looked at to as professionals and kind of said we'd, we were stupid and amateurs for um, disclosing that we had strangles. And um, one person commented that if we got it again, at least we'd know how to deal with it. <laughs> as if to say, um, you know, you won't say anything next time, which is, is completely now a style anyway. Yeah, it was just a bit. Well, it should be. Really. It should be a notifiable disease, yeah. and and you are a responsible yard owner yeah. for telling people and preventing the spread of it. So you speak to any of the uh, education's hindsight's always such a wonderful yeah. thing, isn't wonderful, it? But isn't you speak it? to any yeah. expert now, and it's clear that you have to share with people and be open and honest. You know, you, yeah. you were a, you were being a responsible yard owner by letting people know, because at the end of the day, your job, I, I feel the yard owner's responsibilities yeah. are for the horses and the owners equally. And therefore, if there's things that you're doing that can help prevent issues like infectious diseases, then that's a responsible thing to mm-hmm. do. And one of those is by letting everybody know to say, hey, do you know what? We're going to go on shutdown right now because we don't want to infect anyone else in the country. We certainly don't want to spread it. So I, I find it quite frustrating that people aren't more supportive of that. Mm. I, th- I didn't realise how common it was and people just cover it up. Because they think, oh, the horse gets it, it'll be fine in two to three weeks' time. Put it in a shed out the way and let it sort itself out. That's that's the method I got from a lot of people. But unless you go through the right channels with dealing with a horse that's got strangled, that horse can go... I mean, I didn't know any half as much as what I do now, but that horse can go on to be a carrier. and It's just a massive, vicious circle. But, um, Could you take us through that process, Abigail, then, of um, when you first found out that one of the horses had strangles? Right. Um, well, what happened, it was um, August last year, and it was a Tuesday when we found out. Um, the girl whose horse came down with strangles first was concerned over the weekend because the horse just didn't seem to be himself, a bit depressed looking. Uh, Sunday night started with a temperature and he was off his food. Um, so the Monday morning, we rang the vets to come out. I think he had a little bit of a, a, a residue on his nose, but it certainly wasn't pouring like a lot of people say strangles is. Um, so the vet came out on Monday and we asked for them to, um, I think they gave him a big dose of antibiotics. The horse in question, this horse had been on box rest for about 23 weeks because it had a broken hoff. So it hadn't been anywhere. Wow. Um, so we just thought it just started to go back out to get 
maybe half an hour's grazing a day and we thought it was maybe the change in being in the stable and going out for the, the fresh air for the first time mm. um, and it maybe got a cold. Anyway, they, they did the test for um, equine flu, wasn't it, and frangles. And I mean, bearing in mind this was two weeks before, I think about two and a half weeks before our horse piled. <laughs> so we had record numbers. And then, anyway, the vets rang the next day and said, really sorry, but it's because of frangles. You um, must have thought, how on earth it, did... Well, we were, we were sat in the office waiting for the results, saying, well, it can't be strangled, it can't be equine flu, and it, it just, none, none of the other horses were showing any signs or symptoms or anything. And when the vet said, and we just said, well, it can't be, and it was. So within 10 minutes, I think I put a message on Facebook, I'd rang um, our tenants that run the arenas here and said, look, we're on lockdown, that's it. And, and yeah, and that was it. And then slowly we we didn't know where the strangles had come from, but we just, um, we actually got straight onto the Red Wings Facebook, well, it, um, website page because we knew they'd have it. Um, I think we were Googling and we'd, we'd seen that Red Wings would have it and followed kind of their steps about isolating horses, horses that had been in contact with that horse, making them a red area. So we had like a red yard, an amber yard and a green yard in effect. We started like that and then I think there were four of the horses that eventually got it um, and the rest thankfully were, um, we managed. We, we obviously, I think because we followed really strict biosecurity, it was like a hospital ward. There was um, foot baths and um, all sorts everywhere, sprays and, and um, antibacterial wash and wipes and um, we just kept everything isolated really and that's quite incredible out of how many horses do you have 40 uh we we had about 30 at the time i think yeah so from 30 horses only four to have then gone on to be infected since yeah. you found out yeah Abigail, that's yeah. incredible so clearly you did everything right no matter what the negative people are saying yeah um some of the comments were just ridiculous but um we had phone calls from people that had had strangles on their yard saying, you know, this is going to be a nightmare, Abby. It will spread through the whole yard. You'll be shut for four to seven months. <laughs> and we just thought, no, we're not. <laughs> we were we were so honest. I mean, the livery clients we had were amazing. Um, we got, you know, we t- we spoke to all of them individually. We asked them to take the horse's temperatures morning, noon, and night. They were only allowed to see to their horse. They weren't allowed to go anywhere else in the yard. Um, we were really strict, but the girls were amazing, and I think that really helped keep it. And do you think maybe that leadership that came from you made everybody feel a little bit more secure? Uh, yeah. Because you do tend to go into yeah. panic at these yeah. times, and by having someone to turn, normally everybody wants someone yeah. to blame. I think you go through the cycle, there was like anger, blame, <laughs> people were upset, but it was just trying to keep the morale trying to keep people informed of what was happening. We had three different vets coming and going. Our local vets who we use didn't have the guttural pouch machine to do to do the guttural pouches. So we had to use another vets. And then some girls want didn't want to use this vet. You know, everybody it's like having a doctor, they only want to see certain people. But the vets were great and we just kept every we had a WhatsApp group going. Um, I had charts in the house of the horse's temperatures and as soon as we saw one slightly increase, we would take that out of, say if it was in the green area, put it in the amber or the red. Um, we, and we were just, I mean, it, it was very frustrating. It was very difficult. It was very stressful. 
but we just we had to go through it and it, we, I think we just went about it probably in the best way keeping everybody in the loop and, and being honest about it really mm-hmm. it, so, it sounds like the communication is what helped massively as well mm-hmm. because when you've got communication good communication with delivery owners and um and you're asking them to be involved with making sure that the horses are okay by having yeah. your charts and things it, it just means that you can protect your your business and the horses and the yard so much more because I feel when people shut down emotionally and they don't communicate with each other, that's when you find them going off and yeah. not necessarily checking their horses and they're not taking it seriously. Or, and that's how it spreads. So mm-hmm. you really did manage to keep control uh, to a certain extent of something yeah. that's uncontrollable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't realise how highly contagious it was. So we just, we read up. Red Wings were amazing. We were in touch with the British Bar Society as well. Um and probably enough, they'd been out on the Monday, um, to, and passed us as a as a as a um, BHS yard and facility centre. That was the day before we got the strangled. It was so ironic. Um, so yeah, we we just kept in touch with everybody and communicated, and yeah, it was stressful, but we, I don't know, we were just on it, and um, I, I think I was, as people were saying, it was going to take months and months and months to get over it. Mm. I think that just pushed me to think if not we're, we're going to be over this in a few weeks and how long did it take possible. yeah how long did um, it take from start, start to finish? finish it was about six and a half weeks did you did you lose money in that time because we financially obviously we lost our horse piles which um, had record numbers um oh. so that's our harvest that's our we have two horse piles a year one in May one in September the May one um wasn't brilliant uh, we didn't have a lot of entries and that was across the board for the um this one uh, we started off with low entries and we kind of put a plea out saying look you know if we don't get good entries it costs an awful lot of money to run the horse files we were thinking of pulling it at one point but with putting a plea out everybody entered and the numbers were amazing i had the most fantastic sponsors on board and the fact that we had to pull that that was a massive financial loss to us. Buying all the um, equipment for the to increase the biosecurity. I mean, we had some horses turned out, so we decided that we weren't going to let them touch nose to nose over the fences. So we had all the fences um, electrically fenced as well. And um, we bought new horse water troughs, so the horses weren't sharing the water troughs. The fields next to each other. We lost an awful lot of money well, um, yeah you've got to you've got to kind of have that money in the first place to be able to do all those things the things that mm-hmm. we, we don't even think about you know you, yeah you, you, it's not i don't even think about going and getting more water troughs so that they don't share yeah yeah i mean a lot of people somebody said to me the best thing you can do is put all horses in one field and let them all get it <laughs> and that are you just, joking no no um because they said we wouldn't contain it and it would just pass and pass and pass. Just put them all together and get it out of the way and oh it would be gosh. done and dusted. And I just, yeah. But this is again yeah. where we we don't want to be listening to opinions. We want to be listening yeah. to experts. And Absolutely. Red Wings have done a phenomenal job over the mm-hmm. last few years of 
building awareness over strangles and how to deal with it. So yeah, yeah. with their Stamp Out Strangles campaign where, you know, yard yeah. owners and, and, and horse owners can sign up mm-hmm. to, to pledge to Stamp Out yeah. Strangles. And basically you get, if you, if you sign up, it's totally free. It's brilliant. It's on their website. So yeah. I'll put your name yeah. there and, um, and you get emailed information of what to do if you spot strangles, what the signs are, how to look after your horses, yeah. how to prevent it. So it's a great educational tool. But mm. w- without that expert advice, yeah, we we could well have just put all the horses in together, and yeah, and, thought, yeah. and then you'd end up losing some. I mean, that's mm. not a responsible. That's not Absolutely responsible not. Yard, no, 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 not at all. Um, I and mean, we knew they'd been through it, so um, they have a fantastic animated video on their website, um, which go talk through the strangles outbreak that they had and what they did. I mean, we didn't know about gutter pouch procedures or. What is a control pouch procedure? Um, so when a horse gets strangled, um, so say the horse which started with it first, that, that was the first one to come out with the strangles, um, had a blood, I think was, was it blood test that, yeah, the blood test proved that, it, that it's got it. Then it started with the, the temperature, the snotty nose, had, uh, had antibiotics and kind of let it, um, Run its course, I guess, but the, I think the antibiotics help. There's a lot of um, hooing and harring over. Do you give horses antibiotics? Do you let them just, do you leave them to it? Do you just give them bute? Do you not give them bute? What antibiotics do you give them? Um, I don't think there's a, there's a right and wrong way, really. It's, um, it's just that specific horse, what that horse reacts to. Um, but once this particular horse, for instance, had, had finished with all the symptoms, temperature had gone down, finished antibiotics, no snotty nose, um, the only way that you can be sure that that horse isn't carrying the strangled infection is to do what's called a guttural pouch procedure, where um, the horse is sedated and a camera is put up the horse's nose into something called their guttural pouch, which is like a... a below the rear isn't it and it holds it's just like an empty pouch but in there with thick chondroids which hold the um, strangled infection and um even though the horse could appear to be looking fine and well and it's completely finished and it's had strangles and if these chondroids if it's become a what's called a tar- strangled carrier with these chondroids sat there this horse will intermittently secrete when it puts its head down to drink water, if it gets stressed, secrete um, the fluid from these chondroids and bang, you start again with strangles. Mm. So the only way to make sure that your horse is completely free of strangles isn't just to see that it's stopped with a snotty nose and a temperature, but to make sure it's not carrying the uh, infection in its control pouch. Thank you for that. That You know, I, I never <laughs> understood any of it. So, you yeah, know... It, it, yeah, it helps to be able to visualise where the pouches are and and mm-hmm. um, and what you're looking out for. I heard that the 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 pouch that you're talking about behind the on yep. the neck behind the ear. Yeah, it can look when it's swollen with strangles. It can look quite similar to grass sickness. And and did you hear? I don't know. You you'll be able to help us that that sometimes strangles gets missed because it's you know thought of as as grass sickness, and that. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, yeah, I mean, we had, we had a few people saying it was this, that, and the other, but I think the the, the high temperature, the, the snotty nose, which eventually did come, um, and the fact that other horses pick it up. I mean, that we don't know where it's come from, but um, the four horses, it, I don't think it, it definitely didn't come from the horse that started with it first. Um, whether it's being brought in on humans, um, you know, the vet said it could be brought in from a dentist, a vet, a farrier, um, another horse, um, that horse being away somewhere, it's 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 a minefield. Um but I think it's quite quite clear that it strangles when it when it starts with the snotty nose and everything like that. Um mm. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, because um, I'm always petrified of strangles because I live really close to yeah. the New Forest. And right. in the New Forest, it's quite prevalent for strangles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear. Um, and one of the things that we get told a lot is don't let the horses drink out of the water in yeah. the New That's Forest massive... because it spreads yeah. through water, but it also spreads on clothing. And doesn't it yeah. last up to 15 minutes on clothing? think it'll last probably longer than that i know it can last for up to um eight weeks in water wow um um on in the paddocks as well so we had a couple of horses that had strangles that we turned out they were isolated and isolated paddocks um but those paddocks we contaminated and we didn't let anybody else in for six weeks after just to make sure we were so i think we're so petrified of it ever happening again Mm. um but the sad thing so is, much. Abby, it could happen again. It could, and if absolutely. it does happen again, it's not your fault. No, you and know. I'll do exactly the same as I've done this time yeah. and, and make people aware. And, um, yeah, you know, there's, we could stamp it out better if people... Um, um, it, it's it's just shocking because some people have said to me, oh, well, my horse had strangled, but it, it recovered after three weeks. And I said, oh, well, what did the literal pouch procedure come back with? And they were like, well what's a guttural pouch procedure so there's every chance that that horse that had it has become a carrier 
but um, I think it's an expensive procedure if you're not insured. But horses are expensive, and it's um, it's horse welfare. I think at the end of the day, absolutely. How did you manage and, and duty of care? You know, as an owner, yeah, absolutely, really, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's up yeah. to us really to try and 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 stop spreading these diseases. Yeah. And and if we can if we can get rid of them, that would be even better. But we're only yeah. going to get rid of them if we talk about them, if we learn yeah. about them, if we know yeah. how to prevent them, if we know what yeah. to do with it's, them. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's educating people. I've been educated in it. Um, mm. And it, it's letting other people know, and, and it's I think it's so easy that any horse owner has to be aware of it. Mm. How um, did you deal with the owners who all have their own opinions of what they yeah. want and what they think's best for their horse? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the procedure and the stages of, of you know, I guess you can put your as an as a yard owner, for example, you can easily split your yard and say, right, green zone, red zone, orange yeah. zone, and and yeah. that's the rules. But in terms of their veterinary choices and yeah. how far they're prepared to go with helping their horse, for example, you can't you you can't force everybody to have a guttural pouch test, or can you? Um. Well, we we definitely said that any of the horses that have had strangles. Um, would have to have a guttural pouch procedure. Um, and how was that? How was that um, received? Um, actually, absolutely fine. I think all our girls um, were wanted to make sure their horses were 100% fit and healthy after they'd been poorly. So, I mean, one horse had it for several weeks from start to finish, and he just couldn't shake it. He had uh, nine nine guttural pouch procedures. <gasps> Oh my because gosh. when they went in, they were administering uh, the antibiotics onto the chondroids, coming out, leaving it um, a few days, thinking that would that would do it, going back in, and it was still there. So, um, yeah, bless him. I think he was maybe just a bit run down. I don't know. It just it, it's like human beings, us getting an infection. It it affects horses, different horses in different ways. Some had it probably five or six days, then seemed to recover, had the guttural pouch procedure and everything had gone. Um, they, they do do a swab when they do the guttural pouch procedure, which that gets, that gets sent off and then we get the results, whether it's pos- still positive or negative. Um, and we went with every single one of the horses until they got a negative result. And we, we, we did stamp it out on the yard. You know, I can honestly say that I know fine well, we haven't got it anymore and it's not. Whereas some yards, I think if they haven't, persevered with it and gone through the right channels there's every chance they could have a career there and mm. um, has it put you off doing anything any more events like the horse trials? no I think no not at all I think it's um we what we tried to do I think I mean it was an awful situation it was very stressful and we just my husband and I just sat one night and thought we need to kind of turn this around and um, make it into a positive and and try and let people know and, and um, not to be embarrassed if you've got strangles and um, oh, you know we lost we lost out massively but we like to think that we did it the right way we, we got over it in a few weeks and um, yeah we we are tighter even tighter on biosecurity now um, and how, how are you and, tighter on biosecurity what things have you implemented since um, we're now on the PAWS screen, uh, scheme, which is the um, premium assured strangle scheme, and we're gold members. So now any horse coming onto the site 
um, must have a negative blood, blood test to strangles. And then, yeah, annually, um, we'll, we'll do the blood tests as well. We've explained to the livery clients, we've said to all the clients, you have to nip it strangle pledge. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really pushing that any which way we can and working quite closely with Red Wings. If we see anything on site, obviously we're a competition centre as well. We've set up fencing around our paddocks because some horses, people would turn up and let their horse say hello to our horse, muggle to muggle contact. You know, so if you see anything like that, it's saying to people, look, please don't do that. It's, um, mm-hmm. That is one of the one ways that it will pass very quickly, um, muggle to muggle, um, and also sharing, like, Sharing water buckets and food. It's just, it's just letting people know. Yep, anything. Saddles, bits, bridles. But you know what, Abby? If, uh, yeah, if I was... Where are you based? Uh, Richmond, North Yorkshire. North Yorkshire. So if I, if yeah, I was based in... If I was based in North Yorkshire and I had mm-hmm. two choices I had a really proactive yard owner who genuinely cares about the welfare of the horses and yeah. and the yard that you know is asking me to have blood tests done because a lot of people complain mm-hmm. when you ask as a yard owner yeah. you know can you have a blood test done they're like why are you making me spend money mm-hmm. well because it's for the safety of your horse and all the other mm-hmm. horses and 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 to your business you know it is yeah. your business as well yeah. at the end of the yeah. day if you're if you're not as an owner providing a safe environment for horses and mm. owners then you're not meeting your duty and if you're not meeting yeah. your duty as a yard owner people aren't going to, going to want to be there so exactly. I, if i was yeah. in north yorkshire i would trust you that yeah if anything was to happen you would deal with it and really yeah. effectively rather mm. than the yard that didn't really pay much attention mm-hmm. it's like well it's okay you know you've had strangles yeah. a couple of times but we got rid of we got rid of it let's just see what happens mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to be involved yeah. in that however mm-hmm. the the question is many people can't afford that so they can't afford to do blood tests every year mm-hmm. they can't afford to to go through these procedures and so it really is a is a at what point is it does it become about the welfare of the horse you know it's a really difficult medium to have isn't mm-hmm. it yeah, it is. And I, I just think at the end of the day, horses, just like dogs and, and things, it's expensive. And you've got to bear these things in mind when you um, get a horse. Shoeing them, feeding them, stabling them, it's an expensive hobby. Well, now I feel awful because I've never had my horse tested for strangles. I've, because I didn't, think never, I, yeah. I didn't think yeah. I needed to because he's never had strangles. Mm-hmm. So... But he's been in with so many. Now that I'm thinking about it, after talking yeah. to you, he's been in, been in with so many different horses over the years. Any of them could be a carrier. He could yeah. be a carrier, and he just yeah. hasn't had strangles yet. I mean, if you if you go onto the Red Wings website, there's a page on there about a lady that had a horse that had been a carrier for years, um, wow. and he was fine. He was fine, but he was passing it left, right, and centre. If you got him tested and it was negative, great. If he's positive, then you just need to deal with it. And, 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 you know, get a good full procedure or follow your vet's advice and, and get it eliminated. And that's exactly right. That's the attitude to have. No matter how scared we are of mm-hmm. what might happen, it's better that we're hitting it head on and dealing oh, with absolutely. it rather yeah. than just ignoring it and, and mm-hmm. hoping that, you know, miraculously it might not happen to me or it might not happen yeah. to my friend or to my horse down the road or to any of the liveries or so... um. 
Well, I, I'm going to go and get a test done. So thank you for that because you've you've motivated one person. Yeah. I'm hoping we can motivate um, yeah. a lot of our listeners to to the vets are going to love us because they're going to be making a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> well, even I mean, we you know my my daughter's I've had a couple of horses. My daughter's had a few horses. We've had a five stage vetting, but we've never had them blood tested for strangles when we bought them. And you know they've, they've come from all over the place. So. Maybe that should become part of the five stage vetting yeah, now. Then I would think so, but yeah. Well, Abby, thank you so much for being honest, for being brave enough to talk about it afterwards, during and afterwards and now, and for sharing your story at the National Equine Forum, because I really hope that we can make a change. You will. That, definitely, that's what it's all about. I feel awful because your lovely assistant's been with you the whole oh, time. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Joanna, and poor Joanna hasn't had anything to say. I'm so sorry for not including you, Joanna. But um, okay. were, were you were you part of this as well? Did you help deal with it at all? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the way, in a lot of ways, I was kind of staying out the way so I wasn't going to be sort of contaminating anything between the yards. It was almost keeping as least people as possible in yeah. contact with the horses as well with Barton and obviously how we dealt with it but behind the scenes you know making signs to make sure that people weren't entering the wrong areas and things like that yeah involved in that sense what happens if someone did go into the wrong area they were ushered out pretty quickly they were pretty yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were we were really on it and um I must say massive thanks to our livery clients because they were just absolutely fantastic each and every one of them and um we just all pulled together and I think that's what you've got to do when something like this happens absolutely how can we follow you on Facebook and Twitter it's, it's all Twitter Instagram it's Richmond Equestrian it's we're, we're Richmond Equestrian Centre but at the minute we're down on Facebook as Richmond Horse Trials we will be taking over the entirety of the Equestrian Centre next month um, oh, exciting! Congratulations! Yeah, so we have, <laughs> thank you. We have um, some tenants in at the moment running our arenas. Um, they're leaving at the end of this month. We have our livery yard. We have some properties here. We've got Facebook pages for everything. But as of the first of April, it'll all come under one mm. umbrella. But if you go on now, it's Richmond Horse Files on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then that will change to Richmond Equestrian Centre. So, and when yeah. are your horse trials? First one's the eighth, ninth. 10th of May. Um, that's a bank holiday Friday this year. Is that over badminton weekend? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating, isn't it, that you don't get a yeah. choice as to when yeah. you get to hold but the it, BE it, event? It's always seems to have been that weekend. Um, so fingers crossed, we've got the bank holiday this year because um, we've moved it round for the BE day um, anniversary. So we, that should that should help us. Um, and what star are your horse trials? We just do B90, B100, Novice and Intermediate. Yeah. And who designed so your course for you? We have um, Jamie Innes and Marie Nicholson, um, cross-country course building and designing. Are they good? I don't, I don't know. Very good. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they've been in the game a while and um, yeah, really good. Tracy Barrowclough is our show jump course designer. She's fantastic. Um, we've got a really good team. I mean, we've only been doing it what will this be our third or fourth one should have been the fourth <laughs> one yeah um and we love it we've there's a, such a fantastic atmosphere fantastic team of people we've got the most amazing volunteers that come forward and um, hopefully we'll have the weather <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking out the window now and it's absolutely blowing a gale with snow but um, 
but yeah, hopefully a few more weeks. The ground in fantastic, um, in a fantastic state. Obviously, it hasn't had a horse on it for many years. So, oh, well, the, the, you know, there is a silver lining, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I wish you both the very best, and um, and and I just think it's incredible that you've gone from looking after cows to running one of the best centres yeah. in the country. It's amazing. Congratulations yeah. on your accreditation as well, and uh, and I can't wait to see all your photos from your horse trials this year. Hopefully, it'll be a huge turnout for you. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Thanks so much. See you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can download more speakers from the National Equine Forum. If you head to their website, nationalequineforum.com or, of course, on our podcasting platforms, ACAR, Stitcher, Player FM, iTunes, all the usual places. Now, the guests that you can hear are Rolly Owers, Chief Executive of World Horse Welfare. He's talking about the social science and how it can help us. I speak to Dr Barry Johnson, who's an independent chair at the Horse Welfare Board, and he talks about British racing's living example of the social licence. I also speak to Zach Bannum-Hurd from the Behavioural Insights team, and we talk about how you can apply behavioural insights into the equestrian industry. Then you'll hear from David Rendell, who's on the council of the British Equine Veterinary Association, and he's talking about worm resistance and why we should be taking control. Then finally, you can hear from Kirsty Withnell, who's an RSPCA inspector, and she works at the RSPCA Special Operations Unit. And she's talking about multi-agency collaboration in equine welfare cases. So lots of people to hear from. Anybody else that was at the forum, you can go back and watch again on the National Equine Forum's YouTube account. It'll also be all over their social media, and we'll be sharing those as well. So lots of people to see. Don't forget, you can watch the last few speakers live at National Equine Forum.com. Thanks for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 